This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Outstanding. We've got a great show for you guys today here at the Russell. We're here to bring you the goods. Tonight, our fearless leader joins us, Cody from the DFS side of things. How you doing today, hey, Cody? I'm doing good. I'm pumped to be on be on here, man. This is my first wow. appearance on the Russell pod. No, it's Finally. not. <laughs> on the it Russell, is. the first official. Okay, the draft. Are you counting the draft? Yeah, come oh, on, man. <laughs> I, I know all my guests that come hey, through. Hey, listen, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, are you nervous that uh, Giant Up Joe is going to gonna run the table? Oh, my uh, God. No, it's it's week one. Uh, one thing, you know, let's get this straight for our listeners out there. It's week one. Do not panic. It is week one. Hey, that's our week in-season te- tip right there, man. Know, you can't be giving the goods week away. one, okay? <laughs> week one. Tell everyone right now, do not overreact. Week one. Don't. Listen, I, we'll share one yep. thing. Me and Ooze were in a league, the the league of record, the rough league, and we had a friend in there, Jordan, who was supposed to come on. He went five and zero his first five games his first year. Then the man w- lost every game after that. After that, and everyone was all hype on him, and I was like, "That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes." You know, Jordan it's, it's absolutely it's... annihilated out the gate. Oh yeah. But you never know. This is only week one. People don't week overreact. One. Yep. yep anyway, yep. thanks for joining us, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything else. Our website at rosterupmedia.com. Let's just get right into things, man. Ooze, hit us with the news. Let's go. Yo, we are on the news right now. So, a lot of things happen, a lot of injuries. It's week one. We had a short preseason, three games. It's just going to happen, right? We're just going to get those out of the way. Some star players, some not. Let's get to it. Michael Gallup injured for uh, calf three to five weeks. He's got placed on IR. So he's on the longer IR, so he's going to be out for six weeks, actually, and then come back afterwards. Um, Mostert, big injury here. Really weird that um, – Trey Sermon was out like a healthy scratch. So it was Elijah Mitchell and um, uh, Remy Mostert getting the one, two. Now that Mostert's out with a knee injury, Adam Schefter reported a uh, season done. It was supposed to be uh, six to eight weeks, but it looks like a season done type of thing. Um, Zach Moss. <sighs> I know some Zach Moss out- owners out there because they went zero RB in the draft was ruled out of this game. Devin uh, Singletary took all the carries. And, again, the Bills do not run the ball, point blank. Uh, OBJ, knee, got scratched late in the uh, late in the day, uh, was going to be good to go. It was off the injury list on Friday. Um, so it was very weird to see him. Hopefully we see him week two. Uh, Rashad Penny, benched uh, – not benched, sorry. Injury, calf. Um Chris Carson also had a little knock in the game in Indy, uh, came back um, and was good to go. Uh, Zach Hurts, which was very surprising, hamstring. Hamstring injury, out for the game. Uh, more targets for that Eagles offense that's looking really good with, you know, Devontae Smith, 
Jalen Rager, uh, uh, Dallas Goller, who had a tutty last uh, this this uh, past weekend. Uh, Mike Thomas. <sighs> if he's not going to be on the IR the regular, he's going to be on the COVID because he got put on the COVID one. All right. Um, Saquon only had 10 attempts of rushing. He is limited to the walkthroughs. It's just they said it in the beginning. It's going to be a, you know, gradual and in, in like implication of him in the in the in the season. So he's not going to get full things. He's going to be on the injury report all week, every week. Um, Gibson had a little shoulder injury, but he's all healthy now. But that's it for me for the news. Anybody else? No, I think we're good. We're going to get into studs and duds of the week one. So let's start off with the Dallas and Tampa Bay game Thursday night. We'll start with you, Cody, since me and you are Dallas fans. We got Dak. He's back. CD went off. Coop went off. Oh, Obviously, Cody Michael. Was a Dallas fan? Oh, yeah. Oh man, this, I live this in the household. Philly area, so so I tried this house. That household got a whole <laughs> Dallas uh, theme on going on. Of there, course, huh? so it's but we got we got it's Dak back. <laughs> we got CD going out there balling. Coop was balling. <clears throat> Obviously, Michael Gobb got hurt, but tell us, you know, and we had you know Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, even Gronk, AB. Tell us what you got from that game. Well, I got a lot of entertainment. That's for sure. That was one of the most fun games to watch. And like I said, we're Dallas fans. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I'm a realistic Dallas fan. That was the most classic Dallas loss ever. It was like, oh, yeah. As soon as they took the lead, I was like, frick, ball game. Yeah, they just lost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean the, the, mean, the means of Tom Brady alone, you know, oh, like dude. looked at the time is like, new. <laughs> it's brutal. I'm like, he knew. We start at 1 and 0. We're just going to give him a minute and a half. Uh, that was something else. But you know what? What was fun to watch with that game was, was just watching people air it out. I mean, you know, we'll we'll save Mike McCarthy's fourth down decisions for a whole nother pod. But I was pretty pleased to see them not run it up the gut. I heard some people talking afterwards. These, you know, I, and honestly, it's just a joke to hear him talk about it. Saying Dallas should have ran the ball more. Dallas should have played better defense and shut them down. They should not have run the ball more. I mean, averaging barely two yards per carry. Don't run it into Dominic Stu and Vita Via. You know, that's like their game plan was to not go smash mouth and run it into them because it wasn't successful. No. Whenever they tried, it didn't work. It worked a little better with Tony Pollard because he's more explosive and the defense is more spread out when he's in the game. They were very smart to come out there and sling it around. And I love seeing that. Um, I think in five games with five full games with McCarthy, Dak has thrown the ball at least uh, 40 times. So I think that's something to note. If your people get nervous in fantasy drafts, watching him drop to the seventh, eighth round, uh, he's clearly going to be fine. That shoulder's fine and everything. Uh, he's going to keep slinging it around. Um, but CD Lamb and Amari Cooper, Cooper with 16 targets, Lamb with 15 targets. If you were taking those guys at the two, three turn, that's phenomenal value. I think Cooper was actually the better value in draft just because he's still the wide receiver one there. And to see him get 16 targets uh, and a lot of red zone targets, I think that's just going to be something to note moving forward that um, is, is going to be fun to watch because, you know, I like to look at pass rate above and below expectation. And Dallas, like I said, the game plan was to – uh, work around that run defense, elite run defense. Uh, so, so attack them where you're strongest, put, put your best athletes up against um, uh, their secondary where you think you can win. Number one in pass rate above expectation in week one and number one in red zone pass rate above expectation. I think that's another thing you really like to look out for the receivers is they're getting a lot of red zone opportunities on top of um, everything between the 20s. 
So Dallas is going to be fine. They're going to be a fun offense to watch. And the other part is Zeke's going to be fine too. Like if you, if you want Zeke, go get Zeke, you know, either hold or go buy him because uh, he's going to have plenty of opportunity. You know, they're going to face some weak run defenses. Dallas has one of the softest schedules after this week for the rest of the season. I think they're actually favored in almost every game after this week. I think they're, Chargers are favored by two and a half. Um, and I do think actually they end up beating the Chargers this week. I don't see the Chargers winning two games in a row like ever in my existence, you know. So um, Dallas and be fine. And then in Tampa Bay, the biggest shock, Gronk the last few uh, games with Brady since he went full steam ahead towards the end of last year and all throughout the playoffs. I mean, he's been easily a top five tight end. And uh, they, Brady just looks for him in the red zone. You know, I think Godwin is going to be fine. Uh, Mike Evans was the one I was most nervous about coming into this season, but I do love Godwin. And then AB a- gets targeted down the field with a lot of air yards. So if you're grabbing Godwin and AB in rounds four through seven later in drafts, I think you're going to be very happy with that because they might be your wide, wide receiver two or three in most leagues. And uh, they're just going to keep flinging it around. Both of these offenses are, and they're just going to be a blast to watch. One thing about I want to ask you about Gronk before we move on. Do you think this is new Gronk? This is going to be the typical or is the Super Bowl in the past few games in this game atypical of what we've seen from him? I think he's I think he's going to have five or six games like this throughout the year, which is really all you need from a tight end. You probably drafted in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, depending on where you took him, Um, because. When, when you just watch them run that offense, like like the that second touchdown Gronk had, okay, he um, blocks Demarcus Lawrence, defensive end, come, coming off the edge in a rush. But Lawrence was actually supposed to drop in coverage because they're blitzing the coverage linebacker up past Gronk. Gronk recognizes that. The tackle picks up the linebacker, but and Gronk bumps Lawrence, gets the inside read, and takes off down the field. Um, he didn't have, even have his head turned when Brady threw the ball. Brady was getting hit. He just knew where he was. That is just chemistry and connection that you can't change anywhere. In most other scenarios, except for maybe like Kelsey Mahomes, a couple of those other elite connections, it's going to be an incomplete pass or it's not going to like Gronk and Brady. They are just so in sync. I mean, it's like Zen mode. It's unreal watching those two play together and they're going to have games where he scores a couple touchdowns. I think it's going to happen five or six times. So are you, I, I, I see them, I see them doing that game doing that four or five times like more this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this week was more of you have a rookie in uh, Parsons. You had a, a second year guy in Venice Ash that sure. if, if, if you took a look at that game, um, I was talking to another, you know, see uh, baby knows David. He's also a Cowboys fan. I was telling him like one it's unfortunate because you have um, former head coach of Falcons, um, I just now forgot his name. Um, no, I just forgot his name too. Oh, Dan Campbell. Yeah. No, 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 not DC. Um, oh man, what's, what's, what's his name? I forgot his name, but he was at the Falcons as the head coach just this past year. Um, Dan Quinn, rank Dan Quinn. Oh, Dan right? Quinn, not Dan Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dan Quinn. <laughs> yeah. Dan Quinn. So, it's unfortunate that you already had a bad defense with out him. Now you have a guy who came with a bad defense and the bad, you know, as a defensive coach to come back to come to the ever uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys and mess that up even more. Um, you have Parsons eating every single uh, play action mm-hmm. and he's a rookie in his first game. 
have him play coverage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That opened up a lot for Chris Godwin, opened up a lot for Gronk that, that game. Um, so I feel like it was more this, this week was more of a matchup issue. And, you know, Gronk thrived on that this week. And, and you know, that's, um, that's interesting you say that with it, with the matchup issue, because you got to keep in mind when we, when we talk about Evans, um, he did, he was matched up against Trayvon Diggs. And I think he only had, well, he was also, he was also double teamed. He was this double teamed a lot. He was double teamed a lot. Over the top and this is the reason Diggs. why Antonio Brown had the game he did. Mm-hmm. Because every time Trayvon Diggs had him, like you said, had him the whole game. But every time he passed 30 yards up, the safety over top caught, caught on and took the double. And then mm-hmm. Antonio Brown's open on the other side because wide they're open. playing wide open because he's playing second. They're playing cover one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it made no sense. You know, so I think that like definitely weighed heavily on that game and heavily on Gronk because you had Gronk going maybe round what 10 11 mm-hmm. like he wasn't one of the highest you know and that's uh, my question uh, tight ends like going into this uh season and that's my question there my big question are you gonna go get Gronk or are you gonna go trade for him is it just you have him on your bench and he's your tight end one and hopefully he finishes top six seven or eight like what are your thoughts on Gronk rest of season, you know, based on this one week performance? I, I'm not one that's going to give up a lot for a tight end unless it's it's an elite elite one, because, again, I think Gronk is going to have some stellar performances throughout the year. But, you know, Tampa Bay targeted tight end 70 per, 17 percent of the time with 17 percent of 46 targets. It's better than you know, um, 40 for like, you look at New Orleans, 45% out of 20 targets, you know, it takes 17% out of, uh, the 40, 46 targets there in Tampa Bay. And that's nice, but you've also got to imagine, okay, how does OJ Howard get implemented as he gets healthy throughout the season and, uh, Gronk's yardage, he, 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 again, he had a very nice game, but a lot of that does hinge on exactly what Ooh said. I think they're going to have some pop games where they get touchdowns, you know, yeah. a couple of touchdowns in a game, and that's going to help you win a week. I don't know that I'm going to go really trade for him, especially right now, because you've, you've got to pay a premium. Like yeah. now people are thinking, okay, I drafted him in the 10th or 11th. you got to pay a premium. Uh, and I'm just not going to pay a premium uh, on a tight end that has been at risk for injury, was in a plus matchup against a rookie tight end um, and all that. So for me, no, I'm not going to trade for Gronk unless for whatever reason I get a stupid deal. Right. But, and uh, he, him getting eight for 80, he was a hundred, like he, he got targeted eight times, caught all eight catches and 90 yards and two touchdowns. He's not doing it week to week. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to get target probably five, six catch, maybe five, six, you know, that hundred percent, you know, catch rate. He's probably going to keep that up in the nineties, um, but he's going to have five, six with 50 something and a touchdown that he's really like for me, uh, Gronk is very touchdown dependent when it comes to uh, the tight ends. Like, what about you, Andrew? What would you give up for him? Um, not a lot. I was just asking to, you know, for people wondering what they should do with yeah. Gronk out there. I'm sad with both of you no, guys. It's, um, it's me. It's, it's not a buy. It's, it's, he, he, he's not in the buyer's market for me. I don't have anywhere to sell him. But if I had him, I would try and sell high based on this week one hype because people are not thinking about Gronk the way we're necessarily thinking about him. So that's 
I'm in agreement with all, both of you guys. I was just asking the question. To yeah, ask it. and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm just gonna piggyback on on Cody here with the uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, offense. Um, you remember last I I've been talking about this all season. Okay, before Dak got injured, he was the only player to average over 400 yards in his first four games of the season, of any season. But because of how bad this defense is, do I think him having 58 attempts a game is going to be plausible this whole season? No, hopefully not, you know, because this is how he got injured. But at the same time, high 40s, absolutely. Which is okay. ridiculous. Which, which is still ridiculous as it is, right? Be, but, you know, for those Zeke owners, I also, you know, implore you, like, don't be scared. There's, there was a lot of duds out there. And we're okay? going to get to those. Wait, save that for the dud section, my guy. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, we're, we're talking about, we're just talking about, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, don't be I just wanted you know, to highlight that game because Cody yeah. was here. That's all. Um, but. CD, Amari, I mean, like Cody said, it's mm-hmm. it's this clockwork. It's money. You like, know what I'll I mean? Like premium for those dudes. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, with Gallup out, oh, go yeah. pick up Cedric Wilson. If you can get him, go pick up Cedric Wilson. Um, but, dude, I'll, I'll pay a premium for those guys. Oh, and, then, and then even Godwin or, or Anthony Brown, not as much of a premium, but I'll, it's going to be going to be nice. Also, for both we'll, Antonio also, also watch out for Dalton Schultz. Okay, six targets, mm. 45 yards. That was interesting. It, you know, with Michael Gallup gone, it may increase, but you know, we'll see what we'll see how it goes. You know what's interesting so, about those offenses is that it's you can literally fi- find five fantasy starters in each offense like easily. Yeah, that's how, yeah, which so is so that comes with pace of play. Like that's why we love targeting these teams that have a um, high pace of play and a high pass rate because when they have a high pass rate and they're getting snaps off quicker and they're pushing the pace and they have these high totals, like they, they're able to spread the ball around. Like Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin, if you're in, mm-hmm. in deep tight end leagues, you know, even received a, a few targets. And then both running backs can have fantasy value on a week-to-week basis because of the, the, um, because of the passing game, because of Dak throwing it around. So right. you can, and that goes for Tampa Bay as well. Like you can yeah. find five fantasy football starters in each of those offenses. And that's, you know, whereas some offenses you're like, all right, there's one guy, there's two guys. Everyone else is like, eh, type of thing. That's, it, it's just crazy. All right. So I just wanted to highlight that game because Cody was here, but let's see if we can move through the rest of the studs rather quickly. Booze, you want to go by position with the quarterbacks Yeah, let's, first? Start, let's start, let's start with the quarterbacks, right? Let's start with quarterbacks that we're just talking about right now. Um, one one of my studs, you know, one of the studs out here was Colin Murray. Okay. Started up the game slow, but ended up 21-32 with 289 yards and four touchdowns. One interception. But I mean, you drafted this guy probably round three, four, and he's giving you what you you know, bang for the buck right here. You know, like he was spreading the rock with uh um D Hop, Kristen Kurt, even you know, AJ Green was out there catching balls. So, you know, Colin Murray definitely a stud this week, and he's probably going to continue to be a stud, continue of, of the season. Uh, let's keep it going with the QBs. I'm going to just rattle off some names, and you guys just, you know, stop me. 
We had Jameis Winston go off with five Jameis touchdowns. Jameis Winston. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's go, let's go, you know, let's go back like one by one here. But Jameis Winston, five touch. I mean, LASIK Jameis, okay? <laughs> I can see, all right? I'm not blind no more. I can yeah. see, okay? This guy was out there tearing it up. I was surprised. But also, don't buy into the hype, okay? We'll say that for later, but it was five touchdowns, but for 148 yards. Yes, which was very Think hard. about that. Think about that. I think I heard on, uh, I, I think it was NFL Live or something like that, that he is the only quarterback to throw fewer than 150 yards and five touchdowns. Insane. Yeah. This smells like regression. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> it, but he also did it with no receivers. Marquez Callaway only had one touch and nothing else. You know what I mean? It was really mm-hmm. weird, but I regress. I think another one that, you know, another stud that was this week was Pat Mahomes. I mean, that's easy, right? You know, talk to me about so- Pat Mahomes this week, uh, uh, Cody. Dude, just a stud as always. I feel like people forget about him. Like he's so good. We focus on the Murrays and Allens and Lamars and Dax of the world for a good reason. But it's like we just forget about him because we know what's coming. Just kind of air the ball out. Like there's nothing, nothing else to it. And and things like DraftKings or season long where you're drafting him in the third round, like that's what you pay for. Oh yeah. So absolutely. and then he absolutely. just but that's why he's the, the first QB off the board. Oh yeah. I mean, and he lives up crazy to things. It. Yeah. 27. I mean, how many, Twenty-seven years does the first. Sorry, man. No, you're not good. I was just say, how many years does the first QB off the board not live up to the hype? Oh, yeah, we don't even yeah, talk yeah. about Mahomes just oh, yeah. because he does it every year. Yeah, it's almost it's like an automatic, right? This, like, you know, if you're if you're doing a strategy and you're like, you know what, I'm trying to get. I know if I get this quarterback, he is tier one, and it's almost a question: is tier one quarterbacks? Is it just Pat? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't argue that it's like pat and then the second tier starts right you know this this week for you know fantasy studs he went 27 for 30 uh 36 337 yards and three tutties easy and i know on my team my boy tyreek hill came oh that's one of our mm-hmm. wide receiver studs coming in but that damn that boy was catching the balls mm-hmm. i just want to point out i played patrick mahomes in three out of eight leagues Jeez. And going into the second half, I was winning those games. Afterwards, I was losing those games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just to name a couple other few, uh, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, yeah. uh, Derek Goff. Uh, I, I, for me, Derek Carr does not fall in my studs. Okay. He was QB 10? Yes, because of garbage. Okay. He threw okay, so QB this is eight. 34 for 56. For 56, right? 435 yards. Okay, that's cool. I think he led this this year, this week with yards passed. Two touchdowns and one interceptions. Why who who are you talking about? Matthew Stafford Derek, or Derek No, Carr? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Oh, okay. Derek Carr. Okay. Derek Carr. Now, out of those, it was the Zay Jones, 
100 yards was, I think Delaware was like 103 or something like that. Um, and it was scattered around with Sammy Watkins, that big 35 yard. Like it wasn't, it wasn't efficient. You know, I'm not going to go out there and grab Derek Carr. There's no shot. Okay. And that's not the message. We're kind of just stating he was yeah. in your top 10, top nine. He was QB nine this week. And then rounding yeah. out the bottom was Terod Taylor at 11 and Kirk Cousins at 12. So yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> Before you're, you're tilting on uh, Derek no. Carr. Yeah. Like you just like thinking about it, right? I think if you, this, for me, I'm not going to grow, grab Derek Carr. It was two touchdowns and an interception. Oh, yeah. That game was too crazy to sit here and kind of and and, and, go, and, and going forward and going forward like i have henry rugs in a couple of leagues i'm dropping him this week like the only person that's fantasy relevant is josh jacobs and Della waller yeah and that's it all right yeah, everybody else is up. spread out right it was like garbage brian edwards he actually led the team in uh snaps uh brian edwards but i i, I targets per route run and uh and overall uh snaps per pass play so I think that's something to note down the line. I think that they've got yeah. him in there as that X receiver. But dude, I'm with you. I know we're moving on, but Henry Ruggs, yo, what a waste of pick. What a waste. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you move on, Spig. That, that's what a, a waste. I mean, not cool. You got me back. What a waste. Yo, I, I didn't mean to. I should have done it. That's <laughs> but I mean, but what are they doing I, over I, there? They I don't stop. know, but I I so I, I feel like I feel like it's more Derek Carr than Henry Ruggs. I feel like if if Henry Ruggs was on any other team. He's probably a wide, your wide receiver two or a, a valid flex player. I don't know that scheme. They're over there targeting Alex, Alec Ingold, and the other. Oh, yeah, come on, man. John Gruden, you got to get Baltimore. John Tolson, get on your boys. Yeah, it, on, you got, yeah, you, it's bad over there. Let's 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 move on to the running backs. <laughs> You're going out of order. We're going to the wide receivers. Oh, wide receivers. All right, yeah, go ahead, man. So we got Coop as oh. number one. I'm just going to list a couple, and then you can talk about whoever. Got Tyree Kill coming in at number two. Debo coming in at number three. Adam hey. Thielen, Corey Davis, D-Hop with these amazing catches. Tyler Lockett with more amazing cast catches. Quiet sneaking into the top ten. Sterling Shepard and Christian Kirk, of all people. And then Cooper Cup, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin back-to-back. C.D. Lamb is down there. Mike Williams. And then you got Jamar Chase, Zach Pascal, Marquise Brown. So you feel free, guys. Cody, who are you looking at throughout the wide receivers this week? Uh, I'm definitely a fan of what they're doing there with Debo Samuel. I think uh, Brandon Ajuk is going to uh, get a little more snap share, snap counts as we go throughout the season. But, I mean, some weird things going on in San Francisco, and we'll be talking about that running back situation some but um, they loved Debo Samuel last year. And Brandon Ajuk, I thought, was way overdrafted. I didn't touch that guy in the leagues this year because – Oh, Brandon, right? Ajuk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He I was I, just I way too – I don't know. They don't throw the ball enough, okay? Mm-mm. They 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 want to run the ball. And they told us that they want to run the ball. Yeah. You know, they go with these um, 21 personnel sets and everything, so the receiver opportunities are limited. But for Debo Samuel um, last year, looking at his air yards or, or yards per target, his ADOT was just incredibly low. It was one of the lowest in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took that and they expanded it and were giving him deep shots down the field. As, as explosive as he is, 
I mean, that's the guy you want right there. I, I think Ajuk, if you you got to be patient on him, sit him on your bench. But um, I think Debo, what happened last week, that's how they want to use him. They want him to be the number one. And I think yeah. he's absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you're talking 12 targets, caught nine of them for 189. And I think he got a touchdown, right? And one touchdown. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about down the field yards, he had three catches for, for over two, 20 yards and one catch for over 40 yards. Okay. Like this guy was out there just eating all day. And when it came to the San Francisco offense, I looked towards more of Kittle and Debo. I didn't like Brandon at all. I didn't draft him at all in any of my leagues because I just felt that one, we, you know, when we look at these wide receivers and tight ends, we always trying to look at who's throwing in the ball. Jimmy G was out there. He, let's quote unquote, won the job. And he loved Debo last year and he loved Kittle last year. And I didn't see anything Brandon York like upcoming and trying to like, break through. He, like, like Cody said, he will have his time. But even when he does, I don't think he's going to take that much of, of the target share away from Kittle and, and Debo. But yeah. Debo definitely a fantasy stud this 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 past week. Again, nine for one eighty nine and three tutties. Oh, I mean one touchdown. Insane. Looked phenomenal. The other one that I was very pleased to see was just the Seattle offense. I mean, I think it was talked about way too little. Shane Waldron coming in and his background and why he came in. Like I know I'm I'm nervous about it too. Like by week eight, Pete Carroll just totally ejects and says, "Let's run the ball and forget." being creative but uh you know the play action rate was up the uh pre-snap yeah. motion was up and yeah. they actually were running the ball a little more than they were earlier in the season last year but they were just more creative and opportunistic and honestly dude i'm maybe may biased or whatever but i was thought people were way too down on tyler lockett he was hurt a lot last year and he does get hurt often but he's so explosive and they told you we're going to try to get the ball in our playmaker's hands. We're not just going to run verticals um, yeah. like DK Metcalf. I know he's got the garbage time touchdown. We'll hit on that later, but he's going to be <laughs> fine doing his thing. He had a tougher matchup on the outside. Lockett had a plus matchup. Even in DraftKings, he was not even double-digit percentage owned. He was like 4% owned in some of my contests. Um, dude, I, that offense is just going to give me give me the receivers. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, Metcalf, Lockett. Tyler Lockett scored, got injured, left the game, came back, scored again. After yeah. catching the ball, like yeah. over his head, falling to the other direction, that was crazy. It, that it was, it, catch. yeah. It, it was it was very surprising to me as a Colts fan. Um, I we our defense is a four three defense. As Ben, don't break cover two. Um, keep everything in front of you. Nothing over the top. You know they'll get down to the red zone. We'll stop them to kick a field goal. And yes, it's Russell Wilson, one of the you know top tier quarterbacks of the league, but. Having Tyler Lockett just eat, eat, and eat four for four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns, like insane how good this guy is, right? Mm-hmm. Very and and like Cody said, I was even down on him this year because of the injuries. You know, I was like, all right, cool. You know, Chris Carson, DK Russell, Tyler Lockett. Yes, if he's like only like my only option, like at that four or five round, and like you know pick but this guy's gonna if you guys have him keep him if you don't go get him absolutely mm-hmm. let's move yeah. on to the running backs um oh wait hold on before you do that man this there's, there's like maybe like two more 
Tyreek Hill. Go ahead. Tyreek Hill. Preach your love for Tyreek Hill. Right oh, now. my goodness, man. Because I know you got this, him, what, three or four places? Oh, my God. This guy is just. My man is invested in. here. How, why? How can I not? <laughs> this guy had 15 targets, 11 catches, and 197 yards. Please tell. He is right now the league rele- uh, league leader in receiving. Come on, and it's not gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not gonna stop. This guy was out here eating. Okay, another fantasy stud I love this this week: Cooper Cup, seven catches for 108, a tutty. In our rough league, Uche is trying to get him from me. I said no. <laughs> I said no. Okay, no. I think don't Patrick don't Mahomes quoted and he said, "I saw an Instagram thing. It said just like." I'm just going to throw it up. Tyreek is out there open somewhere. Like yeah. some along those lines. Yeah. Like he's just going to throw the ball. He's out there. Yeah. Another one. See, baby, you know, I love this guy. Go ahead. Okay. And I'm kind of mad. The, all the love I had for him. I didn't go get him, but he, he, he was eating Mike Williams. Okay. That charges offense was eaten regardless. Okay. Let's start with, you know, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen. 13 targets, nine receptions for 100 yards. No touchdown, though, but it's going to come. Mike Williams, 12 targets, eight catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. So I, because of your bias for him, I took him in a league me and Cody are in. I faced Cody first. He blew me out of the water, almost about 60 points maybe or more. But I did have the Justin Herbert and Mike Williams stack. Oh, beautiful. And Absolutely beautiful. This guy, I wish it. I wish it won me my week, but it didn't matter because yeah. anyone who played Cody would have lost. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, my, had, my squad was ridiculous this week. Name, I, name I, your wide receivers off of that team. Oh, uh, my wide receiver. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to pull this team up. Yeah, I think it's um, I ooh, I don't know what these people were doing, man. Wait, first of all, I love I love when I'm in the league and like I'm drafting and you just be thinking like. What the hell are these guys doing out here? Because they're letting me take this guy too. And and I've talked to most of them. They like no fantasy football. They're not like it's it's, it's not like your home league with your grandma. Like they're actually good good drafters and good fantasy football players. And I'm like sitting there, pick from the, from the eleven hole, right? Yeah. So uh, sitting there waiting, and I'm like, man, you can start four four wide receivers, three wide receivers with the flex. Sitting there at eleven, I'm like, all right, who am I going to take? I'm going to take Diggs, maybe reach on Ridley. Or grab like Eckler, you know, because that PPR as well. Yeah. Devonte Adams falls to me. Oh right. my and, and god! And at I'm the like, eleven, at the eleven, and then twelve, thirteen, go, and I'm thinking, all right, maybe I can grab a Diggs or someone like that. Passes on Tyreek Hill. Second round, I took oh, Adams and Hill at the turn, and then at the three four turn, I got Lockett and Cooper, and I was like, bro, bro, stacked with Russell Wilson. Stacked him with Russell Wilson, Bruh. Mark Andrews as well. Bruh. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. We're going to move on to running backs. <laughs> oh I swear, I'm, I'm going to end up, after saying that, this is recorded, dude. I swear to God, I'll be one and 12. By the end. No <laughs> shot. No <laughs> shot. Hey, that, that, that team, like, real quick, that team seems like it'll set it and forget it. I and mean, I'm going to move up to my other, like, 18 I, million leagues. I think 180, <laughs> what, what was it, 190-something you scored? It was like, yeah. that's... Even in half point PPR, that's still like atypical 
I, I would assume. Like your score, your, you can score high, but that was just like atypical. That was just Jesus like ridiculous. Please. 190 week one. You know, you had a dud game with uh, Aaron Rodgers people out there. Devontae oh, yeah. Adams. Oh, Devontae oh, Adams, yeah. yeah. Moving on I'm to still... running backs, though. We've got your number one pick out here, RB1. Came in RB1 week one, Christian McCaffrey. Joe Mixon, Jamal Williams, and Deontay Swift back-to-back, which was kind of interesting with that whole weird game. There was just mm. – I'm going to call this week one, like, chaos. Like, watching WandaVision with that chaos magic and stuff, it's just like, <laughs> this is all just – Nice Marvel uh, reference there. Chaos. Like, week one chaos. Because how is Deontay Swift and Jamal Williams number three that, and number four? I mean – like big ups to the Lions up pod. I mean, like <laughs> they 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 got explaining to do. You know, what I mean, when it comes to this offense, because it's it's weird. Okay, exactly. Like, That's the best. And, way to you know, play. you know, you know the weird thing about it is, Jared Goff kind of fits it well. You know, what I mean, like <laughs> I don't. It's like a weird, like you know. That Will Ferrell on the couch in a row, Ma, where's my meatloaf type of thing? Like, it's weird, but it's funny and it works. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, that, like, but, you know, I think we're going to see more fantasy relevance when it comes to the Lions uh, offenses here. I, I definitely do believe that. Big up to the Lions pod, though. So, out of, you know, some of these running backs, who's who did, who, you know, stuck out to you the most? Oh, who you man. I, one more. You know, one big guy that really stuck out to me, and I was trying to get him before the season starts, was Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon mm. was out there running the rock. 33 touches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. This guy, he's looking like 2018 Joe Mixon. And you know he I mean? left like, the game, too, and came back yeah. as well. And, yep. and balled out, like Tyler Lockett. Like, it was, it was absolutely a, it was great to see, and it helped Joe Burrow out too. You know, what I mean, and they, them winning that game. Uh, another one that that surprised me, and I kind I, I kind of call this, and I and I fell into the Javante Williams hype was Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, eleven attempts, one hundred and one yards, and a touchdown. And this guy, I don't know if Cody got the, the the percentage on there, but I'm pretty sure he probably took. Close to eighty percent of those snaps this weekend, you know. They, I mean? they actually split carries. See that I, I see. I might I might disagree with you a little bit there because Melvin Gordon just broke free on that long touchdown. It was a long they touchdown, split, but they, they did it, split carries. But I think we're gonna have to be more patient on Javante Williams because yeah. I thought I was wrong about two two of you said there Joe Mixon. I passed on him in so many drafts. I moved yeah. on. I was dead wrong on that dude. Um, and uh, and then also Melvin Gordon. It was dust. Even late in drafts, I was like, "Nah, for, yeah. forget it." Um, so it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of time uh, with Javante Williams, but they did split carries. It was a fifty-one forty-nine percent. Okay, okay. Split. okay. It, it, it felt it felt like Melvin and like you said, he did have the long one, but it just felt like Melvin Gordon was. I mean, he's the number one in depth chart ways, but hopefully that Javante Williams. Uh, train starts to pick up steam and keep it going when Javante Williams did run the ball I thought he looked better than Melvin Gordon 
but he just wasn't getting any yards that Melvin Gurn that got. So mm-hmm. rounding up the tight ends, we've got Gronk being the number one after that Cowboys game. Darren Waller after the crazy game last night. Oh, yeah. Hawkinson, Kelsey, Jawan How- Johnson, who is listed as a wide receiver and a tight end in Yahoo, at least. Don't know about your other settings, but check that out. ESPN, ESPN has them just as a tight end. Thank okay. God. And then Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, Logan Thomas, George Kittle, Higby, O'Shaughnessy, and Farrell Brown. Cody, what are you thinking about these tight ends? Uh, well, we hit on we hit on Gronk plenty yeah. early, so obviously I won't hit on that too much. Um, Farrell Brown was one. I actually thought Jordan Akins would get a little more of the pass game work, uh, but they are going to run a lot of two tight end sets. I think if you're desperate, I'm, it's not somewhere I'm going to go, but you know, we play in the FFPC and then some other unique leagues where you've got uh, a little more depth required at tight end. You can you can still grab a Pharaoh Brown or maybe potentially Jordan Akins down down the line because they're the uh, Texans are going to obviously run two tight end sets pretty consistently and they're not going to be winning most weeks like they definitely came out to play against the Jags but in terms of of talent like they're easily one of the least talented teams if not the least talented team in the league and over the course of the season that's going to show and they're going to have to throw and Tyrod Taylor he's not going to get outside the numbers and things like that he's going to have to feed the tight ends. He just doesn't have other targets. So I think he's going to be fine there. I think those are unique cheap pickups that um, you can certainly consider. Juwan Johnson versus Adam Troutman. Um, Johnson definitely got, and it's probably that size, a lot more red zone work. I think Troutman may get more work between the twenties. So in PPR leagues, he might be preferred, but you know, Juwan Johnson, he did look more so like uh, the premier tight end there. Uh, in New Orleans. So that's, that's certainly one that you could pick up as well. But a lot of those guys outside of the top five, where, you know, they're going to perform and and really do well. A lot of those guys are really just going to be streamers or guys you can pick up and add for depth or play if you're desperate, like they're going to have two or three games where they support the rest of your lineup. I think guys you want to be patient on, or I think Mark Andrews is going to be fine. Only what three, four catches last night for uh, 30 yards. Uh, He's going to be fine not worried about that um we saw darren waller is apparently just going to get 1000 targets per week uh, at this rate <laughs> kelsey would be fine kyle pitts is another one i'm being patient on kyle pitts i yeah. think uh the atlanta yeah. offense is it looked rough it was it was a horrible debut but i, I think, think yeah. it's going to be fine with he, the Kyle um, pitts with the cop just to interrupt real quick the Kyle pitts one i think we just got worry about Matt Ryan than anything else. The abilities yes. of Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts are not in question. It's the ability of Matt Ryan. Like they were featuring Kyle Pitts in the slot. Like he had plus matchups yeah. with Rodney McLeod out and everything. He didn't have, you know, he, he had his targets. I mean, he didn't lay an egg. It was seven or eight fantasy points, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything special. He's going to be fine, but I don't, I'm like you, dude. I don't, I don't know if Matt Ryan's going to be fine. Cause I, I got it. I loved Ridley. Um, and even to an extent, Pitts this year, but man, I yeah, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is the one. That I, Matt Ryan is really the killer, and I feel like I feel like we we gave him a pass this year, kind of right. Like we were like, all right, cool. We know you're aging. We know you're declining every year. Last year, you're okay with really with Julio, like you know, with 
whoever back there and you gave us fantasy relevance. But this year, you're just looking bad. Yes, it's just week one, and hopefully they, they get shit together. But, mm-hmm. man, Matt Ryan looked bad. And it's not the bad at like a, like of last year. It's just like, ring, ring, Cam. <laughs> oh, Cam. Yeah. Like, you know, something. Anyone. Now, anyone. And a couple stats kind of um... – off of that war that, that make me real nervous because it was a blowout, right? And so I like to look at pass rate above blood expectation. And, and, you know, you're going off of situation. Like these are numbers that are are taken based off of, you know, they try to pull in context, situation down and distance, you know, mm-hmm. situation neutral pace, all those numbers. And uh, they were in week one, they were bottom three and pass rate above expectation, expectation, getting blown the heck out by the Eagles, bottom man. three. Dude, that's body, horrifying. Body but Eagles. on the Cal Pitts note, they did target tight ends, and this includes Hayden Hurst, but this is really mostly for Pitts. 36% target share for tight ends. Only 30% of targets went to the wide receivers. And you and Pitts is that number well, yeah, and that number really reflects of who they have. Like, you know, Kyle Pitts, it's their number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's like one A, and then uh and Ridley is like one B. You know, what I mean, because I feel they can exploit the matchups more with Kyle Pitts. Like you say, they line them up in the slot, you know, on that, those, uh, those slot corners are smaller, but quicker, but the size of Kyle Pitts will, will do the job. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this week, you know, we'll, you know, our next show, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, stardom symptoms, but you know, Kyle Pitts, if there's another quarterback, out, another tight end out there, definitely fade him. I feel like this week he's going against the Buccaneers, not liking that matchup at all, mm-hmm. at all. We touched on some of the duds already as we were talking through the studs, and I'm just going to list off a couple. Um, and you guys kind of give me your, like, top two to be kind of just, like, give me one don't that overreact. you yeah, – <laughs> Don't One, don't overreact, and the other one kind of I'm worried about him. So we have Zeke. We got Rojo giving us ne- most people negative points. Mike Evans, the whole entire Green Bay offense, Rodgers, Adams, and Jones. Zach Pascal got most of the work, which means Pittman didn't. Callaway, like the New Orleans balled out, but no, but Callaway did not. OBJ was a late scratch for a lot of people. You got Gasecki giving everyone a goose egg. And then most of the Baltimore offense, Lamar and Andrews, at least, um, Marquise Brown at least had the touchdown. And then we already talked about Atlanta offense. So give me about, you know, one or two of those guys that you're kind of like, I'm concerned and one I'm not concerned. Go ahead. All right. So most of the top tier ones, like C-Bay would list it off, of running backs, Zeke, Aaron, Saquon, Henry, Najee Harris, you know, was one of them, you know, Clyde, James Robinson. I'm worried about James Robinson. Okay. He's one of the duds that I'm very surprised coming off of the season he had last year, being undrafted, coming in a thousand yards, being the hundredth player on the top 100 players this season. And having like less than 50 yards in his first game against the Texans, 
the Texans, who are, I think, was on pace to have the least amount of wins out of all NFL teams this season. Urban Meyer, I think this is kind of strike three for me, okay? Strike one was signing Tebow, okay? Strike two was running the, you know, that offense, that that college five-man out offense, no, no uh, 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 motion. If you go back and watch the game. Five men out, no motion, clap, hike the ball. And strike three, not using James Robinson, okay? You, your fourth strike is already saying, hey, we're not talking to, I think, the Cincinnati uh, media or whatever, because this week's media, uh, opposing team media's uh, um, interviews, okay? But James Robinson, definitely one of the duds this week. Definitely is scaring me. I don't think he's going to be doing well. Um, because of that offense. One that's I'm not worried about is Hunter um, uh, King Henry, okay? King Henry wasn't his best, okay? Had nine years going into the second half. It was, a, I think it was a bad day for whole text, uh, like Titans, right? So week one, don't react. I think he's going to, you know, bounce back next week have a better game himself. Hopefully the Titans have a better game themselves because we're looking for uh Julio. We're looking for AJ Brown that kind of didn't do anything themselves. But I'm 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 not worried about King Henry over there. I'm gonna largely agree with you there on the studs. Like they're gonna be fine. Like Nye Harris, I've had a couple people ask me about that. Like what was going on there? Like, dude, the offensive line is terrible. He got a hundred percent of the carries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like 80% of the running back targets for a total of like a so is it a 10 or 15% target share in the offense as a whole? Nahiris is going to be fine. I'll, I think I'll he dropped one on, on the goal line, like a catch from Big Ben or something. Like he, I remember he was on the goal line, and I'm like, touchdown. Nope. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's going to be fine. Um, and they're going to, I mean, they're not going to feed Jalen Samuels or Benny Snell, any of those. Those guys just aren't workhorses. They didn't draft them there. And we know how. The Steelers will feature someone. I think that's one that sticks out to me the most is going to be funny is people want to eject on rookies quicker than others. Mm-hmm. There are some rookies that got me nervous, but Nahi is not one of yeah. them. Um, as for some guys that uh, do make me nervous, um, Michael Pittman, I was definitely had higher expectations. I was actually looking at effective yards here on footballoutsiders.com. And, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, I thought, um, or I think before the show, we were talking about the Colts receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's um, – they they didn't utilize him some. We think that was game plan. They did feature Zach Pascal a little more, but he still only had four or five uh, receptions, even with that in a game they yeah. were trailing. So the Colts receivers are largely. It's going to be interesting to see if they do go matchup dependent. Yeah. Like if yeah. plus matchups to utilize those guys. But effective yards for uh, Zach Pascal, he was about where was he fifteenth overall in effective yards, uh, whereas Pittman was down there at the bottom. And effective yards are essentially. Um, if you are in the top half in effective yards, you actually played better than your standard stats would say. So Zach Pascal had the best performance of the receivers. Mm-hmm. He also had the most effective yards. So he actually played as the best receiver for total value. Again, it's not an exact metric, but it's it's unique. Pittman was bottom of the barrel there. Uh, so that certainly has me worried, even though he was a, a later round draft pick. And uh, I know we just discussed the Atlanta offense, but if I'm worried about Matt Ryan, I think Pitts is going to be fine and everything, but I, I'm worried about Ridley in that deep ball. That's 
that's got me seriously concerned so, because so he's such that. a good route runner uh, down the field. Uh, that's definitely got me concerned. Worried about that one. OBJ is going to be fine. They want to keep him healthy. Um, Lamar Andrews, they'll be fine. But those two, you know, Ridley and Pittman are the two from a receiving standpoint that stick out more. And, you know, obviously James Robinson is a running back. Not even going to add to that. I'm with you, Urban Meyer. That was – I was he, nervous. I was nervous about him. Didn't draft James Robinson anywhere coming into this season. He looks like a that, problem. Yeah, that 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 offense I just didn't like. I I so mean, bad. I mean, I, I I don't even know what to say about it, right? Because you're sometimes you're thinking about these college coaches. They come out like Kings Kingsbury came out in Arizona and he started slinging a rock too, and he started doing more college plays. Got found out, start losing games, and he had to evolve. Hopefully. Obenmeyer goes in and says, okay, this was not it. I can't do this again. Okay, I have a great quarterback. I actually have decent receivers and a great running back. I got to evolve past college because we're like the NFL has involved so like the the Chip Kelly's of the world. This is why he's not in the league anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. It it was good for a year. We thank you for the RPO. Okay, you you did. (laughs) Like seriously, right? The I, RPO, you, yeah. the RPO wasn't a really a thing um, before Chip Kelly, and then you know they start implementing more and more and more of these quarterbacks, trying to get them comfortable, you know, from college and the, the, the transition to the NFL. But you also got to evolve the offense as a whole. Okay, Urban, do your thing because it, it ain't it. All right. To wrap up the show, let's give the people some waiver wire pickups for week two. Uh, won't everyone give at least three real quick? Don't have to go into deep explanation, just this player and why. Why don't you start off, Cody? I think my first one is be I know everyone's going for Elijah Mitchell, and then you can look at Jamichael Hasty. Don't Have forget you. about Trey Sermon. They did draft him. I, Elijah Mitchell, I think he's going to be the 1A in that backfield right now. But if you're looking for bench stashes, and you can go trade for a Trey Sermon or someone drops him because people, I think people are going to drop him. Go pick him up, but also go pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. He's not going to cost you anything. Everyone's going to overlook him. And he's coming off of IR in six, seven weeks. We saw games last year where when you had all those injuries in the San Francisco backfield, because it doesn't matter who's back there, Kyle Shanahan is going to run the ball. So if you're looking for a sneaky bench stash that you can hold on to for a while and you got to wait for him to come off of IR, Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, I, th- I think that's one that you want to be able to grab. And then, of course, you know, um, if you're beat, if you're probably going to lose out on Elijah Mitchell. If you get to him, get to him. Um, fab leagues, I think you got to adjust to to your local market, your local league. Uh, I mean, we were talking about this before the show. I mean, it was how much of what percentage are you willing to spend on Elijah Mitchell? So Elijah Mitchell, because of his because he's going to be the number one, right, quote unquote, number one with or 1A, 1B, with Chamber Sermon. We don't know, but he lo- he's looking good, right? Most the logical is like probably 35% if you really need it. You know what I mean? So 35%, I'm willing to go spend a little bit more than that just to secure him. If, especially if, um, like in my rough league, I was a zero RB, I need him. I need him. So mm-hmm. I might even, you know, blow the top off this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in, in, <laughs> in, in regular league, 
probably like you know 30 to 35 percent if you want to secure them in in in, in uh fab leagues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because i think uh you're definitely gonna have to pay a pretty penny you right got there. yeah i gotta pay premium i mean this 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 you you know and that's what like 35 percent is like you know those guaranteed guys but at the same time you know your league is all eyes on him you might have to go like, like in hindsight let's say you, let's say you missed the playoffs last year how much would you have gone back in time to spend on Mike Davis? Oh yeah, to get yeah. to get three or three extra yeah. wins. I'm, 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 or, I'm right? again, James Robinson. Yeah, I, James I, Robinson. I'm blowing the top off it. You know what I mean? I'm spending it all. Ooze, mm. why don't you give us one of your waiver wire pickups? Oh, this is deep. This is deep. Quentin Quintins Cypress. Again, okay. big big ups to uh, Lions Pod. You know what I mean? Like Cephas. Th- you know okay. they, yeah. they they were they were talking about him. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't a believer, okay. Mm-hmm. But now I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? He he stepped up this he stepped up uh uh this week with for Jared Goff. Um, I'm trying to find. I had his stuff here before. Where is my boy? Cypress. Oh, I can't find him. It's all right. But I'm I'm pretty sure he had about. 70 80 yards this this past week uh with uh uh Tyreek Williams being out with the concussion I, I believe he got hit got hit in the head or or mm. dropped it but he had a concussion and Cypress was the number one coming in um very surprising when I thought uh St. Brown was his name I, I, yeah St. Brown St. Brown was it was the rookie got drafted I think it's like 6-3 was supposed to be like uh the Van Velto type of guy but yeah Cypress Definitely, probably one percent own, maybe, in in ESPN leagues. So definitely uh, a good one to go pick up. Switching um, back I, to Cody, which give us another one. It's actually looking at that Cephas roster percentage, and you're right, zero point seven percent. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I knew uh, it had to be less than one percent. Like, but he, yeah. and again, very like to my point earlier, that he's. Jared Goff is a Will Farrow here. Okay. He fits in this team for some reason, but it looks funny, you know, like, and it looks like they're going to be passing the ball more than, than anything else. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. well, well, we, we got to see what's going on. I mean, he had 57 attempts last, last week. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. And they're going to be losing most games. Play the Packers this week. You know, Rogers and oh, jump come to on. lead. Be a, Come on, be a boat race of forty for Rodgers. Absolutely, absolutely. In a row. Absolutely. Um, couple of my, I'm, I'm gonna stick with the receivers here. Uh, one is gonna be somebody that I thought might be competing with Rondell Moore. It's Christian Kirk. I actually had him on my list of plays in DFS as a leverage play because Rondell Moore was one of the highest owned ones, and uh, he's always gonna be that deep threat. You know, he's always going to be there for Kyler Murray. They're going to phase out the Andy Isabella's of the world. A.J. Green doesn't have the speed. Chris Kirk, he got there with a the touchdown. But he's every year, he's going to have four or five games where he does that. They hit him. He's going to lead um, the league in ADOT air yards per, per target, things like that, not leave the league. But he's going to be tops in the league because he's going to get those upside opportunities. So when you've got bye weeks, things like that, and you need to plug someone in, that can get you some upside because we're not looking for waiver ads. It's going to get you four points when your star is out. You need a guy that's either going to, if he lays an egg, he lays an egg, but you need a couple opportunities throughout the season where they're going to explode. And then the other one that's going to do the same for you there is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Rogers looked terrible. 
and Valdez Scantling was on the receiving end of those targets when everyone got benched, including Rodgers. MVS was out of the game. Mm, okay, I like he that got plenty. One. He led the team in air yards. Got plenty of deep targets, and you. It's gonna. It's the same thing as Christian Kirk. They play a role in the offense that can win you a week in fantasy football, and they're not going to be weekly starters like the obvious ones, the Elijah Mitchells or Tyson Williams. If you don't already have them roster, somebody like that. But they're going to give you the opportunity to win a week and fill in if a you know Amari Cooper pops a hammy. Tyler Lockett sprains an ankle, gets a concussion. That team that's loaded, that's probably going to happen to me this year. I got to have a Christian Kirk or MBS for a couple weeks that can fill in and and really supplement uh, opportunity that's there if I'm looking for some upside. Uh, same with Van Jefferson, similar role, high-powered offense. That's what I'm looking for if I can't get those prime waiver ads after week one, you know, if I get outbid yeah. on on the guys that I really want. So, is, so, so do you think do you think MVS is a stash and grab now, or is like one of those things like I'm going to click waiting like watch list and kind of see a week one and two, so that way I don't waste a roster spot on them. Any move is going to be situational, but if I can, if I need the wide receiver death, I'm grabbing him now. Like I think, I think he's going to get picked up after next week. I think he's going to catch a deep ball next week against the Lions and he's going to have one of those games where he has like a Chris Kirk line where it's a five for seven even two and he's going to have a nice week and that's just based off of the opportunity he received this week um, the air yards all of that I think he's I think he's going to be someone you want to pick up and grab um, and at some point during the season he might get dropped again because he's going to have two or three weeks where he lays an egg it's the type of player he is but he can definitely in plus matchups absolutely burn a defense they don't have a burner in that offense mm-hmm. he's the only one um, Amari Rogers, everyone's thinking Amari Rogers is going to replace him. Amari Rogers is a slot man. He's not a burner. MVS, they got to have someone to blow the top off. Um, and that those are guys I want on my bench when I'm sitting um, a Tyree kill for a bye week, or you know, like I said Amari Cooper, someone like that. That's who that's who I'm looking for to build right. my depth. Yeah, over because on in some leagues, like I drafted Amon Ross mm-hmm. Brown, mm-hmm. right? You just talked about yeah. him. I'm dropping yep. St. Brown, picking up MVS or Chris Kirk. Guys like that, that's building yeah. my depth, replacing it with uh, late-round flyers that were poor picks. And okay. who's want you finish us up with your last pick? Okay, so I got two here. I got one for on the Denver offense, KJ uh, Hamlin, mm. uh, Hamler. Uh, definitely, uh, if you – so my thing with the Denver offense, it didn't look great. Um, Jerry Judy was on fire. Okay, I think it was six for like eighty or something like that before the anchor injury. He's just a freaking nature. KJ's been there for two years. This is his second year now. Um, definitely a pickup because uh, Curtis Sutton is still coming off that injury. Uh, slowly getting implemented into the offense. No offense, and um, that other I can't remember the other uh tight end that was getting a little a lot of snaps in there but kj hamler definitely one of those to pick up uh, i think he's going to evolve over the time being you know five eight that slot receiver that teddy bridgeo is going to rely on while kurt Sutton continues to blow the top off um hopefully uh they get better over time and teddy bridgeo just develops that chemistry with hamler um my other one mark ingram he's out there Okay, I'm pretty sure he's probably less than 20% of leagues. Um, this guy is going to be number one. 
he's going to be a high flex play. I feel like not, he's not going to be your RB two. Um, you know, he didn't run it efficiently. He, he had 25 touches for 80 yards and a touchdown, but Hey, he was the workhorse. It wasn't Philip Lindsay. It wasn't uh, DJ. I think Philip Lindsay was the third down back. No, David Johnson was the third, third down back. And then Philip Lindsay was probably change the pace, but uh, Mark Ingram definitely go out, grab him. Um, you know, fab leagues, I'll probably spend 8%, uh, you know, of your fab on Mike, uh, Mark Ingram uh, just to get you a nice flex or, you know, low end RB2. All right. Well, that was our show, guys. Um, we'll be coming to you again this week, hopefully with the week two preview, everyone. We'll go through stuff. the games again, again and get you ready for week two. Yeah, get get a nice uh, start and sit on a uh, little section there because now we're, you know, it's week two. Defenses are kind of like tuned up a little bit. There's some players that, you know, they're not automatic starts, you know, but trust us to let you know. Start them, sit them. All right, everyone, that's our show. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one. It's been real here at the Russell. Peace. See ya.